Have you ever thought, if I build it, they will come? What if I told you that our guest this week in the last episode, Rachel Miller, she has made millions of dollars by following the exact opposite of that policy. So today in this companion episode to that awesome interview, which is, you can find it in the latest episode, we are going to share with you the three things that Rachel Miller is doing very right in her business and you should probably start doing right now. This is the companion episode. We also have a Q&A section and if you would like to submit your question, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com. Submit your question, we'll answer it on the air. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts while you are doing some last minute Christmas shopping, I hope you will find 30 seconds to head over to the review section, give us a five-star review and say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. This is The Global Phenomenon with Ina Koveny, the podcast where the self-made teach you to stop waiting to be discovered and prepare to be found. And before we get to the teaching, let's answer some of your questions. If you would like to leave me a question, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, submit your question there, and I will answer it on the air. The next question, the first question, comes from Sabrina Dro from sabrinadrocoaching.com. And Dro is spelled D-R-O-U. As coaches, we find it easy to help our clients with their issues. But if we have the same challenges, it seems that we find it difficult to apply our own advice. Why the double standard? Sabrina, this is a question for the ages. I mean, it happens to all of us. Um, and I'm going to say that there's a combination of ego and there's also a combination of fear and another combination of, listen, we are human. <laughs> the reason your clients need you is because they couldn't do this by themselves. I mean, it would be an extremely difficult feat to accomplish as much as you can with a coach all on your own. So as coaches, we need coaches too. And even though we've been down a path and we can help others who come behind us to tell them, hey, this is what has worked for me and this is what you're going to do. These are the right steps. When we turn around running our own businesses, it's really hard to do it without the coaching Two, we're in exactly the same spot as them, just a few steps ahead. So why the double standard? We are all human. We all need help. We all need somebody who's going to hold that vision in front of us and who's going to put our feet to the fire and say, this is what you're going to do next. Now, this is not for everybody, but if you're listening to this, chances are you're an online coach and you understand the value of coaching, which is why coaches get coached. Two, there is no way that I would have made it this far without the coaching that I have received over the years. So I wouldn't say that this is kind of a, a downfall of ourselves. It's not like, oh, we should be able to follow our own advice, right? I wouldn't beat myself up over it. But I would say that you are experiencing something that we all experience and that's why we all get coaching too. And I was mentioning a little bit about ego because, I mean, it's true. If we are helping others do something, right, we feel like we know better, right? That's why they're paying us because we know better than they do. So if we know better, then we shouldn't have to follow those steps because we've already been through it, right? Uh, when in reality, some of those steps are still helpful to us. 
So there's a little bit of ego that plays in there. Like, why would I put myself a few steps behind when I'm already a few steps ahead? So that's what our coaches help us overcome, right? Because it kind of keeps that ego in check because we are being mentored by someone who's a few steps ahead of us. So we'll always feel like, yes, they are the master and we're the student and our students are our students and we are the master to them. So to get out of this cycle, which is not something you ask, you ask me why the double standard? Well, that's why. That's the diagnosis. Now, how to solve it? Think about getting yourself some help. Think about following someone who's going to inspire you and help you reach the next level. So if there are things that you feel like you should be following your own advice on and you're not doing it, you might need a little bit of help. You might need a little bit of accountability. Find ways to get that done for yourself. And I assure you, this will not be an issue for much longer. Thank you so much for your question, Sabrina. The next question comes from Susan Scullin in Australia. You can find her at susanscullin.com. And her question is, what was the single best thing you did in your business that transformed everything for you? Aside from starting, that is. What was that one thing that clicked things into place? And you could see your path so much clearer. I'm going to tell you, Susan, this didn't happen one time. This happens every few weeks. <laughs> And I think that, you know, the, the way that I have answered this question in the past is if you're looking for one thing that transforms your business is to be coached and mentored by someone who has been there, by somebody who already holds that clarity for you. You don't have to have it yet. But if somebody else can see your path much clearer, then they can guide you in the right direction until you find that that clearance until you find that clarity uh, to start thinking that way for yourself. So this happens to me every few weeks. I discover a new way to market myself, a new way to speak online, a new way to do things online, a new product to come up with that has led me down a more, much clearer path. I'm going to tell you the most recent one that has happened to me, and this is going to sound super crazy. But when I started my business, I was targeting moms, right? Like my very first, like coming out of corporate, I'm like, I'm going to target moms and teach them about websites. Then I said, okay, that's not right. I'm still going to target moms, but not to teach them websites necessarily, but to teach them how to make their own sites, right? Like so that they can fulfill their own dreams. Then after that, I did something else. And I did something else. And I did something else. I was targeting people in corporate and I was targeting people uh, to get out of corporate. So it's always going to continue to be in flux. And now with the global phenomenon, and it's been like, okay, I want to target people who, yes, they want to get out of corporate, but more than that, they really want to step out there in a bigger, in a bigger stage, right? They really want to be that global phenomenon. They really want to uh, be that big shot out there, right? That's what the global phenomenon was born from. And then the more I talked about the global phenomenon, the more I realized like, wait, wait yes, the global phenomenon is each of us. We want to be a global phenomenon, but really the global phenomenon here is the fact that there is an online coaching industry out there that you can get out of your job and start making some really sweet money just helping people with the expertise you already have, right? But the more I talk about it and the more I start to relate that vision and those things that I want to do to my products and my audience and talking to my audience, the more things start to just click and click and click. There wasn't a particular action that I that I took, that I've taken. It's all of the actions that I take every single day get me closer and closer. The one that happened most recently was realizing that my BeFound program, which I have been selling for over a year, right? Uh, and in different forms 
for like two years, I've been selling the BeFound program. And now that I'm launching again, I'm thinking about it with fresh eyes. Before I thought about it as, well, this is a coaching program and as a bonus, as a nice to have, because I know about technology, you're going to get a website. Now I'm starting to realize that, wait a minute, this is not just a coaching program that bonus gives you a website. This is a solution to a problem. So many people out there hire somebody off of Upwork, off of Fiverr, you know, fine people, perfectly good professionals, but they end up running into these project management issues, communication issues that you couldn't have predicted going into it because so many people think that as soon as they hire a professional, their problems will be solved because the professional will take care of it. They don't realize that they have to be really involved in the process and the professional, the web maker, right? The webmaster is not equipped to really ask you about business questions. It's not really equipped or in a position to give you any kind of business consulting. But how do you make a website without the business component in it without knowing exactly who you're targeting and what you're selling and what the purpose of your site is. And those are things that web developers don't ask you about right now. So that's how you end up with websites. You end up website projects that end up just going awry, right? That, you know, it's been six months and the website is not live yet. Why did that happen? So I started to realize that, wait a minute, this is not a coaching program with a bonus. This is a solution, a comprehensive solution to people who really want to step out there with their websites, not just pay a whole bunch of money for something they're gonna feel lukewarm about, is to really spend the hard-earned money on something that is going to work and give them results and get them the kind of guidance that they need. They can't just go and make a website based on what's in their head. Seriously, you need somebody watching over it to tell you whether you're on the right track. You don't want to have to redo your website a year from now because this one ended up being shoddy. You want to redo your website a year from now because you have evolved, right? Not because this was just the first attempt and that's just the way it is. So these clarity moments, right? These, these moments of clarity, they come from action. They come from wanting to market and wanting to target the right people and to start talking to the right people. I started the global phenomenon and I still didn't really know that I was talking to coaches. I'm like, no, this helps everybody, right? Because when I was targeting corporate folks, I was targeting people who were not thinking about online coaching. They were just thinking about starting businesses. So the more I talked about this, the more I'm realizing what my package is really doing and what my who my audience really is. And I've been able to speak about them more confidently. So that's what clarity feels like when you're able to narrow down your niche and feel really good about it and not feel bad of all the people you're leaving out of the equation. That's the biggest issue. <laughs> That's the biggest uh, problem and dilemma that we encounter as business owners when we're starting out, which is, wait, I can help everybody with X, Y, or Z. Why am I just talking to this kind of people, right? That's how we feel, but that way we're not really speaking to anybody in particular, which means that nobody's going to be able to say, oh, this person is an expert at this because you're helping way too many people. You're, you're, you're thinning your message. You're, you're diluting your message. So once you're able to speak to your niche, about your niche, market to your niche, and feel really good about who else you're leaving out, that's when things start to really click. I really hope this is helpful, Susan, but the truth is that everybody's going to go through their own journey. The only thing I recommend that you do, and I know that you're doing already, is to always take 
the right, the right next step. If a step doesn't feel right, don't take it. Have that ownership of what you're going to do next and feel really good about it. And things will just start to get clearer and clearer. And you're never going to reach the point of absolute clarity. Because I assure you that once everything really clicks and the money is reeling in and you're helping everybody you want to help, your brain is going to continue thinking about what else could you be doing and who else could you be helping. So things are always in a state of flux. But I really hope that this perspective helps anybody out there who's thinking about this. How do I get more clarity? You're on the right track. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep innovating. Keep thinking about new ways and clarity will come. Thank you so much, Susan, for your question. And if you would like to leave me a question to answer on the air, just go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com. Submit your question there and I will answer it on the air. All right. Are you ready to learn? Let's do that after this little sound. All right, are you ready to learn what are the three things that Rachel Miller is doing really right in her business and you should probably start doing right now? Why don't we start with number one? She grows her audience and then she monetizes it. So this may sound either counterintuitive or really obvious. <laughs> in my case, you know, um, I've run into so many people who want to build it and if you build it, then they'll come right? In the case of Rachel, what she did was grow the audience first. So basically she made them come first and then she built the house around them, right? So how do we do that in our businesses? I mean, we run into this all the time. What if you want to create a new product? What if you want to uh, start a new podcast? What if you want to create a new Facebook page, right? What if you want to, um, you know, build something new, create a new offer, create a, uh, create a bundle, like whatever products you're thinking about right now, uh, you're probably thinking you need to build them before you start talking about them, before you start to attract audiences to them. Am I right? I mean, that, that's been what we've all tried to do forever. Build it and then they'll come. What Rachel has figured out is that she's not going to spend the time, the money into building something that is useless, into building a castle in the middle of a, cor middle of a cornfield, because that's not where the people are. So what did she do? She went to Facebook and she created communities of like-minded people who would likely be interested in the same topics. Once she got that audience to grow, she said, okay, I've been hanging out with you guys and now I can see what you need. I can see what you're looking for. I'm going to build that thing for you. And by then they all loved the idea and they said yes. So if you are thinking of developing a new product, a new service, it might be a good idea to start to create a community of people who would be into that idea. Who knows, you might find that they're not into that idea at all, that the people that you want to serve actually didn't need that one bit. They needed this other thing. There's no way for you to know that until you get to know your audience a little bit more. So that takes us to point number two, which I think is the most important point of all. In her marketing, it's all about her audience, not about her. Uh, you heard her mention like, you know, sometimes I inject things about my story, but it's about them. People don't care about me. People don't care about you. People care about themselves. So if they're reading something, they're going to be wondering what's in it for me. How am I benefiting from this? Should I be doing that? Should I be doing this? They're thinking about them. Very egocentric group, this audience situation. So forget about what 
what parts of your story that you want to like put out there just to like get sympathy or just for people to get to know you better. Nobody cares. What she does is she uses her parts of her story to bring things back around to something that you are thinking about and that you want and that you want to hear about and that you want to learn about. So I think that's a lesson for us all, right? In this world of social media where there's beautiful Instagram feeds where it's all about a particular person. They look very pretty. They amass a really large audience, but is that audience buying something from them, right? That audience likes to look at pretty things, but are they buying something from you? Are they buying your service? The accounts, the audience, the audience message, everything that you put out there has got to give them something to hang on to that relates to themselves. So I think that's a really important lesson as you approach your marketing to forget a little bit about me, me, me and start thinking more about them, them, them. <laughs> uh, let's go to point number three, which is as a CEO, which she told us herself, she's still struggling a little bit to step into that role. She is investing in the places where she has a gap. So there is something that she mentioned that was really important, which was to, yes, invest in things where you have a gap, but at the same time, don't cut corners. So if you think that there's something that is going to speed things up for you, slow down a little bit. Take some time to understand it, to know how you're going to be using it, because in the end, it's going to be you on the line. It's not going to be the service provider. It's not going to be that that new shiny object that you decided to buy for your business. It's going to be you. So take time to learn about it, to figure out how it fits into your business. So instead of thinking, I don't know anything about it, so I'm going to hire somebody new, spend the time to learn so that you can realize that when you're hiring somebody to fulfill that role, you already know what they're doing. All they're doing is taking time off your hands. They're going to be doing it better than you could anyway, but you're not coming at it completely blind. So if there's any advice that you get out of this is don't cut corners by hiring somebody that you think is just going to do the job and you don't have to learn anything about it ever again. The other way to think about it is just hire for the gap that you have. You know that you're not great with Facebook ads, right? Learn about Facebook ads. Learn about when it's good to invest in them. Learn about how you're supposed to test them, how much time you're supposed to spend on them. How do they work on a launch? How do they work on a challenge? Learn about these things. And once you're ready and you know that you don't have the in-depth expertise to do it exactly right, and you know that you don't have the time to do it, hire somebody to fill that gap. So that's kind of a shift in mindset when you're thinking of your own presence as a CEO and how you're going to hire in the future and how you're going to uh, hire services, right? Hire providers to take things in your business. So you make sure that that person that you're hiring is filling a need rather than creating a black box in your business that you don't know anything about. So those are the three things that we learned from Rachel Miller today. So how did that feel? Did you feel like you learned something new that you can take back to your business? That's amazing. So what I want you to do now is to hit subscribe because next week we have Laura Belgray, the amazing Laura Belgray millionaire copywriter to tell us how she made her millions. How is she doing this by sitting on her couch and writing Instagram posts? There's so much that we can learn from that. So make sure to hit subscribe so you can get that. And if you have a question for me for the next Q&A segment, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, submit your question and I will answer it on the air. All right, I'll see you on the next one. Mm -hmm.
Thank you for listening to The Global Phenomenon with Ina Koveni. Join the conversation inside the Facebook group at theglobalphenomenon.com slash Facebook. Listen to new interviews every Monday and learn with a companion episode every Thursday. This podcast was created by Ina Koveni, music by Jared LaBelle, and this was the voice of Kip Clark.